Welcome to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. On with me today is Celine Dupuis. Um, we are going to be talking um, about branding. We're going to be talking about branding your salon and what that means. So before we jump into all the fun stuff, let's talk a little bit about Celine. Celine, how are you? I'm good. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, let's tell me something fun. What's your favorite thing to do? I know you just got back from you went to Iceland, right? Yeah. Or you went to yeah, you went to Iceland, which yeah. is like my I dream was place to go. Iceland. Uh, favorite thing to do? I love hiking. So anything that's like, but like glam, like glamour hiking. So like, I will do like a six hour hike, but I'll like have to pop a bottle of pink champagne and have <laughs> charcuterie at the top at the summit. Yeah. Um, so I like to do adventurous things with a glamorous spirit. Still. Oh, I love that. I love that. What's your favorite thing? Like why hiking? What What is it about hiking that I, just draws you to it? I think just like the connection. I think the connection with nature, number one, is super grounding. Yeah. Um, but I also think like it is such a mental game. Like, you know, there's moments where you're just like, like, just like literally put one foot in front of the other, like keep going, keep going. Like it's really yeah. mental. So I just, I don't know. There's like that adrenaline rush when you can actually do it. Um, and yeah. also like walking to see some of the most ava- amazing views in the world. You wouldn't see that it's just sitting in your car. So oh, I bet being in Iceland was a whole nother world of hiking. It was. It really oh, was. Man. That's amazing. Yeah, I love I love that. What's the longest hike you've ever done? Uh, I think like a six hour one um, wow. in Canada, Lake Louise. Uh, it was really hard. It was kind of one of the hikes like you fall, you die. Um, okay <laughs> but I mean you it's not like you have to be super skilled you just have to like yeah. plan where you put your feet uh but it, I mean it was like views like nothing else it was incredible wow. were you strapped in or anything or was it free no free it's hike? not like that it's just like you're climbing to like the top of a mountain and it's like narrow you're above the tree line eventually so yeah. there's loose rock you just have to be really careful because I mean people do get hurt from you know taking selfies over the edge or <laughs> yeah. just don't be dumb do. yeah <laughs> respect the fact that you're hiking on the side of a mountain right. <laughs> nice all right well let's talk about your salon career so tell me how long you've been in the industry as a whole um well I graduated hair school in 2013 so I'm coming up to 20 years I'm uh, oh. sorry 2003 um okay I was like wait well, you're like wait that's no so 20 years um in 2023 I've been a salon owner for uh it'll be nine years in wow. December and just opened my second location in April that's right. Oh my gosh. How's that going? How's the, how's two locations? Is it harder? Is it easier? I mean, it's, it's like learning all over again. I, I feel like, you know, eight years later opening a business, it's like, you don't remember anything yeah, from the beginning. So, yeah. So like rebranding, branding a new location, it's had a lot of um, interesting challenges, but I'm learning so much doing it. So it's been, yeah. it's been like all the roller coaster of, of emotions. It's been great. It's been hard. It's been terrifying um, and satisfying, like all in one. Yeah. But rewarding at the end of the day. It's fun. Now your salons are both locations. Are they similar or are they kind of their own thing? So my first location is just like a standard full service salon. Um, the second location is actually two doors down. Um, and I should have named it two doors down salon, Uh, (laughs) but, but, um, we actually opened a blowout bar. Um, it's our Um, first real blowout bar in our city. Um, so blowout bar bridal and express color, but we do do full service right now, but as it grows in our city, we're hoping to, you know, keep it just, just a specialty once it takes off. 
Wow, what a cool idea. Nice. Well, as talking about branding, so we're going to go beyond beauty today and we're going to talk a lot about the power of branding your salon and why brand it and going into all the nitty gritty of it. So first, before as people are listening, I want to make sure that we're on the right track when we say branding. So let's talk today, Celine, what are we, what do we mean when we say branding? What does branding mean to our audience? Well, I think branding, uh, so I always just like to use like an example. Branding is like creating a unique um, look or almost like a footprint for your business, where even if they've never been there, they completely would have an idea what your business would be. So I always like to use like two hotel chains. We've got like the Ritz Carlton. Even Mm -hmm. if you've never stayed at a Ritz Carlton, if I asked you to take me through what an experience would be like from the moment you drive your car up, what happens? You know, they open the door like you could take probably take me like step by step through what that experience would look like, even if you've never stayed there or Holiday Inn. Like you could also almost everyone stayed at a Holiday Inn. Uh, They're serving a different client, but their brand is very unique to, you know, the customer they serve. So I think it's creating something that's recognizable, even if you don't know or have never like been a patron of that particular business. Nice. So I want to talk like, so when you talk about branding, because I know not every salon is going to like franchise or get multiple Mm. purposes. So what is the benefit of any salon listening? Like what would be the benefit of branding and and being intentional about what it is the brand is at their salon? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest benefits are we know um, in the salon industry that on any given block, there can be three, four, maybe even five salons. So there's a lot of choice right now. Um, And I think that if you don't create a unique brand, the brand tells a story about who you are, what your values are, who you serve, like what you do and how you do it. Um, And it creates that kind of unique look, that unique um, story that connects with an audience. And so, I mean, if you're, if you're like advertising to everybody, it's kind of like, I love the saying, jack of all trades, master of none. So Mm -hmm. different scenario, but like, if we're just branding to everybody, um, I think that there's so many choices, like why would someone choose you? So you really want to create like an identity for your business that speaks to your values so that that specific client, like your, your dream client are the ones that are walking through that door. Oh, I love that. So before we dive into the how and the why, your branding, what would you say is your branding? Like what, how did you come up with your why to the, to how you brand in your area? Uh, great question. I think, I mean, part of that is going to, is going to really be like, what are, as the owner, what were my values? What's important to me in the beauty industry for us? Um, and then also like, what area are we in? Like, what are, like, we are in a very eco-friendly area. So like we were mm-hmm. the first, um, green circle salon in our entire city. That was huge because of the area we lived in. So we wanted to be a place that was like, we're a safe space for everybody. It doesn't matter like your ethnicity, um, your sexuality, your religion, like we want to be a safe space. Um, But also for us, it's all about like kicking toxic beauty standards to the curb. So many people have had uncomfortable scenarios in salons and the industry itself can be really cutthroat. So for us, it was like, how can we create a space where we're teaching women to like love who they are and feel good in their bodies and like realize that hair is more than just like skin deep. Um, You know, beauty really comes from within. So that's really our goal and like who we are and who we want to attract are people that are looking to be empowered and be in a community and are kind humans. 
Oh, I love that. I love how it's like a, a like an, a mission. It's embodying your your avatar, your culture, and just having like a well-rounded, like this is why we're doing what we're doing. And so then you funnel your business decisions and how you're creating yourself around this mission. And I love that. So let's dive into it. So if people are listening, whether you have a branding, um, if you're branded, if you feel like you're branded or not, um, I hope that today you can find some value in in us breaking down what it's like to brand your salon. So let's talk first, like what are the core things? Let's, um, there, someone's building their branding. Where would, where would you start? Where would you tell somebody to start? I love to start with looking at and really nailing down what your key values would be. And so like, if I teach this in a class, I would typically have my class. Um, everyone's like, I don't know, like, what are my, co-? I'm like, open up Google, just type in like core values and hit images and you'll get yes. hundreds of words like is it honesty integrity creativity but like if you could nail down like three words that kind of embody like what your core values are I feel like that's the best place to start because then everything you build from there if it's a mission statement um if it's like creating um you know if you're creating um even like job recruitment posters, anything that you're creating, if you use these three words, like already you have some like cohesiveness um, to what you're trying to create. So that's always the first place I say to start because you can get really clear on like what is important to you. Yeah. Cause you're talking like beyond, like it's going beyond what colors you'd like for your salon. Yes. I guess it's a huge part of it, but it's much past like the, what kind of chairs and the decoration, like what do you want your salon to look like? It's going deeper than that and being like, what do we want our salon to represent? Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I think that, um, I mean, Sambia has said this more times than I can count, like people buy people than they buy things. Right. Mm. And so as a hairdresser, an individual, uh, if you were to not have any any of you on your page, like if it's just hair you and you see those accounts, it's all hair. What happens yeah. is if a client is looking for a stylist, like I always think if I was looking for a wedding photographer and I nailed it down to like three different ones, I love all of their work, but there's nothing about any of them on their page. It's just It's just their work. Like, how would I choose if I have zero connection with any of them? Well, I'd probably yeah. choose by Googling their, their prices. Not People think the cheapest. It's not about the cheapest. It's about what you perceive to be the best value. Mm. So depending on the person's values, like you're going to get price shopped, essentially. Yeah. So by creating, by creating like a unique brand and having, having more than just like a color scheme, I mean, you're really speaking to the people that you want to bring through those doors so yeah. that you can actually start to build more than just like a business, but a community. Yeah. Cause then you're like, if you raise your prices and if people are in there just for your prices and for like all these like shallow things, you're not necessarily building that lifelong commitment that people are like, no, I go here because of who owns the salon, who works here in the environment that I'm walking into mm-hmm. when I show up to the salon. I love 100%. that a lot. So when you, okay. So you go to Google and you, um, you search those keywords that you want to kind of build and then where you go from there. So after that, usually what I like to do is like create um, a mission statement. So, and that's, Mm. people find that so difficult. It's like writing your own bio. Everyone's bad at it. So like my, my trick always, um, whether you're doing a biography or whether you're writing a mission statement is ask yourself some questions and then write out the answers. So um, like, you know, who are we serving? Why are we serving them? How do we want our guests to feel after they've had a service with us? Um, You know, just like questions like that, like, why do I do what I do? Um, What is it that we're, what is it that we're delivering? And how are we delivering it? So when you can ask yourself those questions, what I like to do is I write the answers out, then I just now I have like, 
you can even sometimes I'll circle all the adjectives, like the describing words. It's like, yeah. um, you know, there might be words like creativity, um, just sometimes just taking those adjectives, you can now create like basically a paragraph or a sentence, or we can use our new friend chat GPT yes, and like, can. you know, put those questions in like, here's five questions about my brand. Here are my answers. Use this to create a mission statement. I'd like it to be three to five sentences, like whatever that is. But yeah, use your resources. Yes, 100%. So if you're not great at writing copy, I mean, use what we got. Um, But that's how I do it. I usually start by asking questions because it's a lot easier than just trying to come up with like this great statement just off the cuff. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, they're here. Let me just write something creative. And I like that because then it's a mission statement built on your core values like it's 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 more it's not it's more intentionality and taking back like oh i need a mission statement let me write something fancy it's like no my mission statement's backed by what i want to represent which mm-hmm. going to when you're building the branding for your salon what i hear you saying is that you want it to be encompassing your your mission and why why did you start your salon in the first place and having that and if you don't have that or you're not clear on it or that's not that's not very obvious when people walk into your salon that's a great first place to start so let's talk about building audience so like when you talk about the avatar avatar is more like a business term but you talk about the guests that have people you want to attract how would you go about deciding who it is that you want to attract to your salon? Well, I think sometimes for hairdressers, I think it's an easy transition for us. Like when I opened my salon, my avatar was my clients. I mean, I'd been doing hair for 10 years already and had a full Mm -hmm. book. And by that point, I mean, I was already serving my dream market. So, um, but I mean, if you're starting from scratch, any new hairdresser, or, you know, if you're opening a business and you're not a fully booked stylist, I mean, I would just, um, there's tons of resources online, but literally like the more specific, like who is it that you want to shop at your business? So like, for example, for me, it is my, um, my core, um, my core target would be women, um, in there, like, and, and some people dial it down more specific than me, but realistically my favorite ideal would be women, I would say in their late twenties, um, to probably like late fifties. Um, they are, they love to travel. They, um, like fashion. Um, they could like, they could be a diva on a dime or they could be like full out. Right. But they know how to, um, like they know kind of how to make whatever they have work for them. So, um, you know, maybe that's like having like a staple piece and then they have budget fines. Um, Mm. But they love fashion. They love to put it together. They love to travel. They like to eat local. Um, They most likely have a family and a high profile job. Um, If they're going to go to a coffee shop, they're probably going to be more of a Starbucks client versus I was going to say Tim Hortons, but you guys don't have a lot of Tim Hortons. And so maybe like a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's, Uh, they're going to be more of like, they don't mind spending that extra on a specialty coffee. Um, You know, they appreciate good service. So I think the more like the, what restaurants do they eat at? Like, are they healthy? Do they work out? Like what, you know, what do they do? Um, How much a year do they make? Um, I think the more you can dial that in, it doesn't mean we don't accept other clients, of course, but like, yeah. you know, you can't talk to everybody. You have to kind right. of. Let's dive into that a little bit more because I know a lot of people have the hesitations like, oh, well, we got to be open for everybody. So honing in, let's go a little bit deeper. Like why the purpose of like honing into your audience and being like, it's okay to have, no, I'm, I'm attracting these specific people because like that list of people, like there's a large group of those people, but it, it does leave some people out. So let's talk yeah. to the audience about what what's the benefit of that? Well, I think it comes down to also what you do, what services do you provide? Um, and I would say what services do you provide? 
and um you know really i guess it depends how big your business is so like a business like mine i have 14 stylists so we don't all have the same avatar right like if yeah. i i have a stylist who is really into vivids she's not attracting the clients that you know is our salon avatar Interesting. so i okay. mean again she is she's dealing more with creatives they probably are like thrifting that's what that, like that's where they would shop they'd be thrifting they're looking for vintage finds they're creative they probably have a creative job which maybe doesn't pay that much or maybe it does um but i mean it's a different type of client so you all have to be able to like you need your brand for your salon, but then you also have to create the freedom that the stylists in your company are still able to attract um, the type of clientele based on the type of services that they do. Oh, I love that. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into that. I love that you brought up hiring and how to, yeah, how do the, how do, how does hiring your stylist fit into your branding of a salon? So we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will address that. And um, so stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, HPSA listeners. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, Salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the ground. As you mix, Salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time so you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale, the new standard for mixing color. Welcome back to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. On with me is Celine Dupuis from Reviup Salon Company. And um, we've been talking about branding. So if you've missed the full, whole first half of this um, podcast, go watch the first half because it's been really, really juicy. Um, just talking about why to brand, talking about um, how to hone in on what to brand around, build your mission statement and that kind of stuff. Um, but before we went on break, we were talking about hiring and stylists and how that fits in. So Celine, you said something. Um, you said that they don't, when you you build a brand for your salon, but your stylist doesn't, don't necessarily have to come in and match that branding. So let's talk about that. What's the disconnect? How do you hold space as a salon to have a brand, but also the stylist to hold their own brand? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think sometimes, okay, I have experience as a waitress before, and this is the best analogy. I worked Love at a this. restaurant and, and I remember at that time there was another local chain and I was friends with the hostess. And when people would bring an application, they would literally write, this is awful. They would write a number at the top out of one to 10 on how hot the the person was bringing oh. in their application. And if you were under a seven, they just would chuck the resume. Oh man. So that was like always stuck with me awful. And I was like, I will never be that. So I think that knowing that you're creating a brand within your company, I also, but I don't want my staff, like we're a place like our tagline is you belong here. So mm -hmm. if I just hire all the same type of girl, they all look the same, have the same look, like the same things, that's not really creating uh, the kind of culture we want or sticking to our values. So being able to just hold space is understanding that like we are pulling in, we're speaking to an audience as a brand, but we're still posting our, like our stylists are all going to have their own brand on their social media page. Oh, I love um, that. And I think that's just really important. Um, if we repost, we have really strict guidelines on like, listen, if you want your work posted, these are our guidelines, like great lighting. The, these are the three approved backgrounds. Like we just, we make sure it's consistent. So we're able to still post their work but they, we teach them how to brand themselves 
just like what we're talking about here. They do that individually wow. and we can marry the two together. There's no reason we can't have all different types of personalities under one roof. Yeah. I love that you said you teach them how to hold their own brand and post and things like that. But then also the the collaboration to post on like your guys' social media um, is like, yeah, here's the ways to post on ours. And so they still have the opportunity, but you very much empower them to create their own as well. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. So let's talk about social media. So how does branding and social media, when you play the social media game, what to put out there, how does branding play a part in that? Well, I think branding, I mean, that's where it's really about the aesthetic, right? So that's where like, if you love it, or if you hate it, um, that's where like, it is important to have a consistent look. So obviously, um, like, I just say, keep it simple. Like, for a lot of salon owners, we're small businesses. Like I would love to have the kind of startup budget that Starbucks does, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I was building my own website. Like I didn't yeah. have a budget for that. So I think the biggest thing is just being consistent. Pinterest is your best friend. Like Google what kind of color palette you're looking for, like neutral color palette, hex codes, like get your color codes, have consistent colors. I would say like three to five tones. Um, I would grab some fonts that you like, and it's just like, keep it consistent. There's lots of resources that can help you with that on Canva. Um, so I think that's the main, like, what is your, what do you want it to look like? Do you want it to be like light and airy? Do you want it to be, um, you know, like photographers, a lot of theirs will have a lot of contrast in their photos and colors that pop. Like, it's just really thinking about like, what do you aesthetically want that to look like? And yeah. then what do you want to like, what kind of content? who's your audience? What are their problem? Like if I'm serving blonde clients, I'm going to think of all the problems that blondes have. And I'm just mm -hmm. going to create content that solves those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So being like intentional, like decide before, okay, what, what do I want my Instagram to look like? And then build content. So it's like, what does it want it to look like? Here's my color, color palettes. Here's my general idea. And then, then dive into, yeah, like, what is it that I'm trying to attract? Like what pain points of the audience I'm looking for? Because it's different. Every salon, mm -hmm. I mean, you're listening, every single person listening to this, your salon is unique and different to your own. And we, we value that a lot of, that's why we don't have really cookie cutter solutions. We've never really talked about that. We always, it's, here's some ideas to get started, but you've got to do the work to find your own branding and then be able to, to give that out there. So what are some big mistakes that we love talking about red flags? I always try to throw in a question that's like, what are some big mistakes that people make when, when picking their branding or from, from anything that we've talked about? I think biggest mistake, like anything, like really marrying, like if there's like a really big trend of the moment, like I think it's important if you're doing your own branding um, or in general to be just like we're up on hair trends, we would like, if you're a hairdresser and you're not like reading up on like what happened at fashion week, um, mm. you know, every, and it's every six months, right? Like fall, um, we're looking at fall fashion week. We're looking at spring fashion week. We need to know what's trending. I think making sure you know what, what's trending for um, design, um, graphic design. I think that's important and not like picking things that are, that are like timeless. I think, yeah. I think that's the number one thing, making sure like you can add in trendy bits, but don't make your, your overall branding overly trendy. You want it to stand the test of time. So yeah. I'd say that's the first mistake. Second mistake, um, not posting enough culture. And I mean, I've addressed that already. Like people buy people, then they buy things. You want the audience, like we know that a 1.0 salon, the first thing we learn in high performance, 1.0 salon is like all about the me mindset. It's like the stylist is like me, 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 me. It's all stylist driven. But to really be successful in business, we want to get into a 2.0 mindset. And that's about the mission. So that's why mm -hmm. that mission statement is so important because 
if you can really speak to that and show your culture and who you are and what you stand for, not just cool hair, I mean, you're going to yeah. connect and make meaningful connections with, with those people and they'll become loyal customers for life because they love what you stand for, not just because you know how to do the latest hair trend. Yeah. Yeah. I love that note you stand for. So I think there's a common theme of just like knowing if you're not completely clear on what it is that you are doing owning a salon, like what's your mission for your personal self and how that is. If you can't, if you ask somebody to walk into your salon and be like, what do you think my mission is? And they can't tell you that's a good starting place to be like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not as clear as I thought. Yeah. Um, and I love that you brought up the 1.0, 2.0, because we were really huge on how to upgrade yourself, upgrade where you're at and even reflect on your own branding right now. Be like, yeah, I'm pretty branded, but there's always you like staying up to date on trends and staying and evolving and being like, okay, what's the greatest thing? Um, when's the last time, um, Celine, do you ever do like a branding, like a rebrand? Have you ever rebranded your salon? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, probably about three, four years ago, um, we rebranded re revamp. Um, and I mean, really, I mean, when I opened my salon trends were a lot different. It was like very like is Baroque the the term where it's like like deep reds and all these like ornate gothic looking frame like it that had to go like that was like very like uh, it, it was like Real Housewives of New York like twenty twenty <laughs> like probably two thousand three so um, I mean we updated our colors um, and we. I would like, we didn't update our logo, but we updated our space. And then we updated our Instagram feed to just start looking a little bit more fresh and airy. Um, ours has yeah. a little bit of almost like a, like a blush or, or peachy kind of vibe to it. So I think just yeah. keeping consistent, like you don't have to, it doesn't have to cost you a thousand dollars to, you know, you don't have to up, you know, update your logo every two years, but just updating, even changing your fonts. Like we use consistent fonts for maybe a couple of years. And if I, like, if I want to change it up, um, change it up, but just yeah. keep it consistent for a period of time um, and keep yeah. it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. I love that. Um, cause I, I had, um, like, yeah, I'm hearing consistency is for a period of time and being, be okay with change, mm -hmm. but stay consistent for a while so that you can like, that's the whole point of branding is people know, like you hear McDonald's, you know what it's for Tiffany and co like you brandings that you know what they are, but just by hearing their name. Um, and so just even in your area, like in your town, be like, Oh, revamp, revamp. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that salon. Like just you, you make a statement in the city that you're at. Um, so what advice would you give salon owners who are like wanting to like refresh? Like they're like, okay, like I already have like a branding. Um, what, what advice would you give in doing that rebranding? Like, how do you, do you tell anybody? Do you tell your staff? Do you consult them? How would you go about doing that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I always like to say, be careful, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear in here. It's like <laughs> TLC, like TLC, like opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. So it's, sorry, I said it. You'll have to be good. It's okay. I'll leave it out later. Uh, uh, but I mean, I always, I love that saying because like, be careful who you ask. First of all, don't ask advice from people who you don't like their style. Like, mm. I mean, who are you asking first of all? Um, but I think, I think always asking and collaborating with people that are where you want to be and have the aesthetic that you're looking to have. So be choosy yeah. on that. Um, I would say like, think about what you want to be known for. Like when I think of large brands, like you were just talking about, like Starbucks, they're forever going to be green. They're not yep. going to suddenly change their color. Uh, for me, that would make like, I don't want to be married to a color. Like we're a hair salon. We change it with the seasons. So, I mean, I chose to make sure that my brand wasn't centered around a color. 
right? Nice. So okay. that if I want to change the tones that I use, you still recognize my brand. So what do you want to yeah. be known for? So, I mean, those are things to think about. Do you want to have like a monochromatic, um, you know, do you want to have a label that does have color? Do you, do, or a logo? Do you want to have a logo that, that is black and white and you can brand on social media with colors? So I'd say yeah. looking at that, um, definitely doing a bit of research, talking to people like in the field, people that you care about their opinion. And then yes. if you're doing a refresh, absolutely announce it. Like, especially if you've refreshed your space, if you're kind of get, getting a whole new look, I would say like, that's an opportunity to kind of use that to drum up some excitement, um, yeah. about the refresh of your brand. That's awesome. I love that. Um, how do people, how would you measure if you're branding successful? Like be like, oh yeah, I've got great branding. I'm good. Like what, what, what's the measure of success for that? Well, I heard a saying once that said, if people are talking about you, you're doing something right. Mm. So I don't know if this resonates with um, our listeners um, in the salon community, but like it's tough out there as a salon owner. Um, I think it can be pretty cutthroat. People can be pretty mean. So when I opened my business, my sales rep came in one day and, and was like, oh, so-and-so salon was complaining about you when I did a sales call the other day because they're like, ah, Celine's branding. Now I'm going to have to like do so much more work on mine. And I was like, well, I guess, that's a pretty good compliment. I guess like if I'm coming into the market and I'm like, you know, shaking, shaking it up that you have to step up your game. Good. Like, I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you've watched his documentary, it's just out. He talks about his um, his uh, rivalry with Sylvester Stallone. And mm -hmm. it's like, they like hated each other, but also it's like, so like Sylvester Stallone did Rocky. So we have Arnold has to do Terminator and then Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. So it's like they kept pushing each other to the next level. Yeah. And sometimes I think we just need to celebrate that. So oh, I, I, love think, that. I think if you're getting people like, you know, for us, it's the feedback from our consumers. Like we've had messages saying like, I came in because of what I saw. Um, you know, you talked about body positivity um, or for us, we pair with local. We have two local ambassadors that are influences, um, are influencers in our community and their soul, their soul like work that they do is around body positivity. Hmm. So, I mean, when we have customers reach out and say like, you know, I felt really inspired. I actually came to your salon because of that. And I just really love the vibe to me. Yeah. That means like, it's more than great hair. We're actually like changing how people feel about themselves and giving them a place where they can feel really good and safe. I love that. It's like being like when you know, when people are coming and talking about your salon, like when yeah. you hear your salon in terms of like connections to that branding, that's yeah. how you know you're, you're doing a great job. If nobody's talking about that, they're just walking and be like, sure. oh, what's the price? Then um, you'd be like, okay, if well. your competition is getting a bit snarky and if your customers are, are making comments, you know, you're on the right track. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love what you said about finding your competition, finding the beauty in your competition instead of being like, oh man, and being angry, be like, oh man, what are they yeah. doing? Or like, how are they doing it? Okay. I'm going to do this and you use that as a yes. yeah a way to rise above it and instead of not with a negative attitude but like okay well, sure. I'm gonna do I'm gonna change we can all be great amazing yes I love that um so I always like to end the podcast with a word of encouragement to those listening because I know sometimes like when you are teaching somebody people can get really excited but they also can get really overwhelmed and be like oh man it's a lot to take in so what is a word of encouragement to our audience as they run off onto their branding journey as they start to rebrand their salons I would say the biggest word of encouragement would just be like, 
like breathe and keep it simple because you can really like deep dive into a hole and like you get paralyzed. You're like, this isn't good enough. I need to delete this. It's better if you just move forward, like just keep it simple, like create that mission statement, pick some consistent colors and some consistent fonts and just put one foot in front of the other. Um, and then just remember to not compare yourself like, I think social media is such a dangerous game. I mean, linked to so many issues with mental health and like, remember what it's here for. Like, it's here for us to create a community and for us to be interested in our clients, not to be mm. interesting. If we're wow. really that worried about what we're posting, we're making it about us. So just focus on being interested in your clients and like, it's going to work for you no matter like no matter whether you, whether you have great style or, you know, whether you have terrible style and your page looks awful. If you're, I mean, it's all relative opinions are just opinions, right? So, so as long as you know what you stand for and you remember just to be interested in the clients you serve, they're going to be thrilled. And that it's about business. It's not about like being America's next top model, or whatever <laughs> the version of that would be in graphic design. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you, Selena. This has been a lot of fun talking about branding. Um, if you have any questions or want to get any more, um, just want to get any support on branding your salon, drop in the comment support. Um, we'd love to come alongside you and just offer some resources and things like that. So thank you, Selena, for being on with us and can't wait to have you on next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for joining the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of.